Our scripture today is from Exodus 20, verses 12 through 16. Three months after the Israelites left Egypt, on that very day, they came to the desert of Sinai in Israel and camped there in the desert in front of the mountain. Then Moses went to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain and said, This is what you are to say to the descendants of Jacob and what you are to tell the people of Israel. And God spoke all these words. Honor your father and your mother so that your life will be long on the fertile land that the Lord your God has given you. Do not kill. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not testify falsely in court against your neighbor. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Rebecca's been living in our house because I think I said yesterday like six times the rules exist for a reason <laughs> we're not just trying to be mean they risk the end. so these are some rules we heard some rules this morning and they seem on their face to be pretty simple rules that we can follow right we can honor our father and our mother we can not kill people we cannot steal things we cannot commit adultery and if we go to court we can promise to tell the truth Simple rules we can all agree to, right? The problem is we as human beings tend to try to find loopholes in every rule, even the ones that seem really simple. And almost from the very beginning of receiving the Ten Commandments, the people of God tried to find ways to get out of having to follow the very simple rules. The rabbis did what is called a midrash. Now, midrashes are... um, they're, they're sort of sermons, I guess, but they're extended laws, so they explain whatever's happening in the Bible. So they would have a midrash about the creation story that goes beyond what's in the Bible, but it's just maybe something you want to think about. And so they did lots of midrashes about the Ten Commandments and all the different little nuances of ways that we can get out of following. So am I allowed to kill my neighbor if my neighbor builds a house and the house falls on me or my family? Am I allowed to kill them then? Thank you. (laughs) Or maybe I could tell an itty-bitty white lie in court if it's not really a big deal, right? We love to make all of these loopholes in the rules. And it's not like the rabbis were the only ones who did this, because if you are familiar with the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus spends a lot of time making the rules bigger. Jesus says it's not enough that you just don't kill people. But if you react with anger to someone in your heart, you have killed them. And so most of us can check off the box of not killing other people. Most of us can check off the box of not stealing things. But many of us have a much harder problem when it comes to what's in our hearts. We have these impulses, these sin-controlled impulses, because every one of us are sin-filled creatures, every single one of us. And so if we are relying on our, our instincts, if we were honest about what's in our hearts, we have very often thought in our hearts things that break the rules. I have, on occasion, reacted angrily while driving my car. And if we take Jesus seriously, I have committed murder in my heart. 
I have, on occasion, committed adultery in my heart by watching some people on TV who are pretty cute. Yeah. I have, on occasion, stolen things in my heart by desiring what other people have. And maybe you are sitting here in judgment of me and saying, well, I would never do those things. Yeah? But I would say that I guarantee you, you have done those things, and I bet you've done them in the last 24 hours. Because you, my friend, have just as much sin as I do, and just as much sin as the person next to you, and all of us need to stop using the rules as a battering ram. All of us need to stop using the rules to say, well, at least I'm not like that person over there. Because Jesus tells us that all of us, when we have failed to love our neighbors, have committed the sin. And we can call them whatever we want. We can go into all these rules and we can make loopholes for all these rules. But it sort of misses the point. Because the point of the Ten Commandments is not to restrict particular activities and then say the other ones are okay. The point is to tell us and remind us that given our desires, we will choose the wrong thing. Now, it's popular in our culture to talk about trusting your instincts. Trusting your instincts. Has anybody ever told you that recently? Like, you know, just make a decision based on whatever your gut tells you to do. As if our gut in some way is wise. My gut some days is not very happy with the rest of my body, right? Just trust your instincts. I remember when my, we, I was pregnant with our first child and I went on these mother's boards, you know, that they have these comment boards for new moms. So you go on and you say, my baby woke up last night three times. Are they gonna, do they have some sort of illness, right? Or did I do something wrong? Did I like poison my child or are they dressed too hot or are they dressed un too hot? Basically, it's an excuse for us to all worry about how good of a job we're doing. And I remember very distinctly the first time somebody brought up getting your child vaccinated on one of these boards. Now you can imagine where this, what this looked like, right? And it's not even about vaccines, but the first thing they said was, one person said, go to your doctor and ask them, which, you know, probably good advice. The next person said, you're the mom, trust your mom instincts. Now, I don't know what to, your mom instincts are like, but my mom instincts are to never let go of my children ever, right? My mom instincts is what led my first child to not being able to sleep in her crib for a year and a half. <laughs> because I needed, she was fine. I needed to hold her because my mom instincts told me that she needed her mom 24 hours a day for 18 months. My mom instincts were wrong, because they're just as sin-filled as everything else. Often our instincts, our guts, our initial reaction to things are going to be wrong. They just are, because our initial reaction to things, our instincts about things, our gut is not in good shape.
Our instincts come often from our vulnerabilities, from our insecurities, from our fear, from our anger, from whatever it is that's boiling with inside of us. And often if we react out of our instincts, the person who gets the barrel shot didn't have anything to do with it. For example, imagine you spent all day with your children in the summer and they have not been following the rules or listening very well and your unsuspecting spouse comes home from work and says, how'd your day go? And then you unload on them. Has anyone ever done this? Not me, but somebody else in this room. <laughs> or your fear leads you to be short with someone or distrustful of someone for no reason other than they look like somebody you don't like very much. Or your anger leads you to say things online that you shouldn't say. Or your insecurity causes you to interpret whatever everyone tells you as something negative. Or to assume that they're putting you down because you don't like yourself very much so they must not like you either. Our instincts, our gut, our initial reactions are almost always wrong because they come from a place of fear and emotion and anger and insecurity that all of us carry around whether we look like we know what we are doing or not. Some of us have gotten pretty good at putting up a shell that acts like we know what we're doing. And so the Ten Commandments exist because it acknowledges that if we do not take the time to listen for God before we make decisions, if we do not take the time to see the other person as a child of God just like I am, if we don't take the time to look through the eyes of God, then the community will fall apart. When we rely on our own judgment, our own ability to discern our own emotional value or reaction, then we cannot be united as one. Because my sin and your sin don't get along. And the only way that we can be one in Christ, the only way that we can reach out to the world as an example of the light of peace and truth and love, the only way that we can show Christ to the world is to take a deep breath and let God speak and not us. Is it our insecurity that speaks most often? Is it anger? Is it fear? Is it whatever your sin tells you is the right thing to do or to say in any given moment? Or do you take the time to listen for God's voice? To speak God's words and to not be bound by your sin to continue the cycle of destruction. We are all of us called to love our neighbors as ourselves. And your sin is going to tell you not to do that. It's going to tell you to protect yourself and to argue and to say things that you will regret later in your life, I promise you. When we let God speak through us, when we take that time to hear God's voice, 
when we acknowledge that with us, just us being in charge, things will fall apart, then we can love our neighbors. God can love our neighbors through us. And we don't have to be bound by our sin, but by God's love. And that is the good news of the gospel. Amen.